If you like this podcast, check out Studio Red's amazing lineup of podcasts at StudioRedMedia.com. Welcome to QG with RT. I'm Ryan. I'm Todd. And today we're talking about my favorite movie in the whole wide world, Saving Private Ryan. So Todd, I got a lot of jokes about this movie when I was uh, in high school Uh and it came out. Since it's called Saving Private Ryan, I'll let your mind put the dots together on your own. Mm -hmm. But there was a lot of jokes about my name in this movie. Really? Yep. Huh. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't either. I never got it either, <laughs> uh, mainly because my mind isn't in the gutter oh. like all my high school friends. Actually, that's Oh, not saving true. Ryan's. Yeah. Unmentionables. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, they're just privates. <laughs> that, I mean, that is, yeah. unmentionables might be worse than private. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, nonetheless, despite the fact that um, uh, that that this movie, uh, I regularly got teased about saving Ryan's privates for this movie. Uh, Did you just go like crazy? And you're like, no, no, it's fine. It doesn't need saving. It doesn't need saving. <laughs> just lost my cool. Um, <laughs> just started flashing everybody. See, see, see it's see. fine. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't do that. Um, nonetheless, this is one of my favorite movies of all the time when people always say, uh, as they ask you and me both all uh-huh. the time on shoots with people, they always ask us, what's your favorite movie? Because they just assume because we like making movies and making films that we have a favorite movie, which of course we do. I mean, if we're gonna be contemporary, we have to be like, well, I actually don't even watch movies. That's right. I I watch more shows. Yeah. Um, or not even shows, just like eh, I don't really watch anything. Like that's the <laughs> not cool thing to do. It's like, why are you in this business? I just don't watch anything. Yeah, that's true. Ugh. So uh, I always tell them, <coughs> I always tell them, Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. If I had one movie on a deserted island I had to watch for the rest of my life, it would be Saving Private Ryan. What's yours? About Time. About Uh, Time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, I I think Saving Private Ryan is great, but I would get, like, exhausted or, like, numb after a while. Just, like, the war and, like, need something that's, like... A little more uplifting. Yeah. Yeah, it's... about Time is a great movie. Although, if you were on a deserted island all by yourself, it'd be a really depressing movie to watch. <laughs> I'd want uh, Castaway. <laughs> uh, is there some uh, MacGyver season <laughs> yeah. one through? Yeah, however. just like. Um, yeah, since About Time's all about love and finding your true love and mm-hmm. yeah, that, and your family, that'd be I sad mean, if you're all by yourself. they have a beach. They go to the beach. Yeah, they do. They do. You'd be constantly wishing you could time travel so you uh-huh. could go back to before you got deserted and tell yourself. Yeah. Um, well, nonetheless, though, uh, on Veterans Day, which was a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, the Rome International Film Festival ended their film festival by showing Saving Private Ryan on the big screen. And even though this movie came out when I could have gone and seen it on the big screen, for whatever reason, I didn't. 98. 98. Yeah. I guess I would have been in middle school. That's probably yeah. why I didn't do it. Um, and... Uh, uh, so this was the first. That was the first time I ever got to see it on the big screen. I think that was the first time you ever got to see yep. it on the big screen, right? Yeah. Uh, and you hadn't seen the movie in a while, right? Not. I'd probably been like almost ten years. Yeah. Oh. So uh, I thought it would be cool to actually go through and talk about uh, why Saving Private Ryan was the success that it was. Mm-hmm. What still holds up? What doesn't? Kind of like when we talked about Endgame. Um, not so much on the politics of the movie more so on the cinema quality yeah. of the movie 
Um, now I think uh, that Spielberg got nominated for an Oscar with it. Is that right? Yes. Uh, did he win? I mean, that year, like, kind of cleaned up. I think he only has won for Schindler's List, though, um, because the Oscars kind of eluded him for a long time. So he won Best Director for it. Okay. He won Best Cinematography, Best Sound, Best Editing. Yeah, it cleaned and up. And Best uh, Sound Effects Editing, Best Sound Effects. Uh, it was a nominee for Best Picture, but it didn't win. Uh, what won that year? Um, I don't know. Like the probably like the English patient or something. Um, and then um, it was a nominee for best actor for Tom Hanks. Yeah. Uh, best screenplay, uh, best art direction, best makeup. Jeez. Best music, John Williams. Um, so those were all the nominees that it it was nominated for that didn't win. So yeah, I mean it won five Oscars. I mean, and director and cinematography is pretty stellar. So it's not a bad, um, you know, not a bad. Bad. Uh, oh, Titanic won ninety eight. Oh, interesting. So, so he beat out James Cameron, which I mean, the Titanic was obviously huge. So that's impressive that it actually beat that, and like that it won like best cinematography and best yeah. sound effects. I mean, if you think about the sound effects of Saving Private Ryan, the sound effects of the Titanic sinking. Yeah, that's actually a pretty big accomplishment that it won some of those awards. Um, so it's got an eight point six on IMDb. Um, I'd say that's Probably. Okay, so Titanic was the year before, because Saving Private Ryan would have been 99, and so Titanic won in 98. Oh, then what And the movie in? came out in, uh, in so 98. Then... So, um, trying to find it. That, oh, Shakespeare in Love? Oh, okay. Yeah, I do remember that winning. Yikes. Shakespeare in Love beat Saving Private Ryan. That is a it was a, It was a pretty big deal, though, that movie. Uh, Shakespeare in Love was. Uh, old Weinstein. I was going to say, you probably was campaigning uh, for yeah. real hard. Yeah, I bet he was. Um, and everybody did love that movie. And it is a good movie, Shakespeare in Love. It's not a bad movie. movie. Yeah. Well, at least the last time I watched yeah. it, it was good. I don't know how it holds up. But um, nonetheless... I guess we should watch that on Veterans Day. (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, only the winners. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah, so I thought we could just talk about this uh, since it's, you know, one Spielberg, his second Oscar, because he has two, so Schindler's List and this one. Uh, And then um, just, like, what we love about it, what we think still does great, what holds up. You know, obviously, this is a war movie, um, so that kind of puts it in a genre of its own. Um, and there, but I feel like, um, as far as like, there's always, there's always been a lot of war type movies. Um, like there's that tank one with Brad Pitt. Fury. Fury. But I feel like this, um, or even like, what was that? Wind Walkers or whatever with, um. (laughs) Red Line, uh, Wind Walkers. But there's, there's movies like that, or even what's that new one that recently came out with, um. Dunkirk? uh, No, um, the guy who like. Uh, Dunkirk's even a good example, mm-hmm. but uh, but like where they were, um, the guy was like the pacifist and wouldn't fight. He was a Christian or like a Seventh Day Adventist, but he like wanted to go. Oh, uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. Um, so, but that was World War One. That was yeah, that was World War Two. It was, was it yeah, because he was fighting okay. the Japanese. Okay. Um, but um, but I'd say that like one thing that Saving Private Ryan kind of did that's different than a lot of the just standard war movies 
um, is that like the scale yeah. of what the war of the battle scenes were yeah. were like at a whole nother level. Yeah, like Hacksaw Ridge, there's a lot of like green screen and you know yeah. you can kind of tell. Well, they have like one big fight that he's yeah. in, and yeah. the rest of it's like more about training just and one boot more, camp. Lord. That's just right. One more. Uh, uh, even yeah. even to a certain degree, I was gonna say Dunkirk has that kind of scale too. But then there really aren't like huge battles in yeah. Dunkirk, and we got to watch the movie on like premium sound system. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of it was blowing out the sound essentially, but um, a lot of crackling and snapping. But I mean, you feel those bullets. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I can see why because it won for best sound mixing. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I totally or sound get effects. It. Sound effects. I mean, really, just like you, f- just almost feel like there's wind on the back of your neck from yeah. the bullets, and so. That that's just G Day alone, like yeah, just intense. It's great. Yeah, the way that they open the movie, almost open it, because really they open it with the old man who is saving Pri- Private Ryan, yeah, older, uh, walking through the um, all Ar- the, Arlington. Well, he's not actually in Arlington. I think he's actually in the because um, in the wide shots they show the water okay. of him like walking along kind of the ridge. I think there's a cemetery at. D-Day, like the D-Day landing. Yeah, okay. And so I think that's where he he is Normandy. with his family. Yeah, Normandy. Yeah. So he's walking through with his family in Normandy, um, and then we zoom in on his eye, and then it comes to Tom Hanks' eye. Yeah. Uh, and then that then becomes the beginning of the D-Day launch, yeah. which is truly like watching it again, like it still holds up. The thing that, that D-Day launch is still like yeah. impressive. The thing that got me with the D-Day launch um, – it's not as big as I remember it. Like, you know, like a lot of stuff would show like this huge CG overview, right. you know, yep. like you're are, you are with it. And I think that's what makes it great. We were talking about great action earlier off yeah. mic. And I think there's a sense of like being a part of the action, taking the viewer and letting them not just view it, but experience it. So when, you know, you you feel like you're in the fox uh in the little mound with Tom Hanks and when someone gets shot in the head you almost want to duck because you yeah. could be next you know there's that and so well at one point i mean throughout the that throughout a lot of it not once they kind of get farther up the beach it kind of stops doing it as much but especially like the initial part of like landing and mm-hmm. getting out of the craft and going into the water and up the beach it regularly is actually cutting to an a POV camera that is actually like running up the beach yeah. and is like stuff is getting blown up, you know, and, and like, yeah. like especially when they first jump out of the boats on the side because they like lower the, the, the kind of like deck of it or lower the sort of like the ramp to get yeah. off the little, uh, I don't know what they called those things, but the little like landing craft. Transporters. Yeah, the yeah. little landing, metal landing crafts. They yeah. lower the, the, um, the deck for it and, Everybody in the front just starts getting mowed down by the machine gun. So yeah. everybody's like hopping off the sides. And you're one of like the camera man yeah. actually hops off the side like he's a guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd think of something like that versus, as old Marty would say, uncinematic Marvel movie. You know, like the yeah. scene where in Endgame where they all come through the portal, you know, and they're, spoiler alert, they're, you know, going to take on Thanos. That you feel like you're watching. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan, you are part of it. You're with them all the way up until they essentially take Normandy, yep. take the beach. And so it's just like a nonstop adrenaline rush, and then you feel exhausted. Yeah. 
at that end of it, which is what, you know, it's great cinema, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it really is that sense of uh, just an experience that I think, you know, Nolan tried to replicate in Dunkirk, you know, yeah. and now a lot of movies try and replicate. Yeah, I'm very interested to see what Sam Mendes does with 1941. And, yeah, that was or, one of the... Yeah, 1917. 1917, And yeah. uh, that was one of the things they said. It was, like, the best war movie since Saving Private Ryan, which I think is interesting. But um, another movie that I feel like kind of adequately felt the same as Saving Private Ryan was uh, Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Like, that movie had, like, the same experience and feel of being there with yeah, them. of a prior Ryan yeah. just in a modern sense. So yeah. um yeah it it I, so that's the first thing I say is it didn't feel this huge grand thing. Right. Like it's really just like one bunker that they're yeah. trying to take out one machine gun nest and then you they don't really show even like when they've taken Normandy, it's not this wide view at the beach. It's just like you're seeing a couple bodies. You know, it's like kind of a right. medium shot. Yeah, and it's just they're just showing their section of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's interesting. I, yeah. I I feel like that's lost in today's like let's right. get it as grand right. and big as possible. Which they didn't do that because they couldn't. Yeah. So they didn't. Now at the very end, when they come back to it. They do show a big wide shot of the beach with like all the ships like coming up to the yeah. beach and these big balloons and like tanks and stuff and soldiers and it and it is that big wide shot. Yeah. The but, establishing kind of Yeah, but yeah. that's after it's like three days after D Day, so like all the dead bodies are gone and yeah. all the all the kind of like stuff that the Germans put to like stop guys from coming on to the beach is gone and it's more sh- to show like look, here's yeah. here's the American, British, Canadian you know, military, like, transporting stuff on the beach now. Yeah. Um, which yeah. I do like that shot. I'm glad they put that in there. Yeah. Um, but I agree. It is, nowadays, you would totally cut to this wider shot and just CGI in a bunch of fake people. Yeah. Which, at 1998, they couldn't do that. Yeah. The first film to really do that was Lord of the Rings, where they had these huge battle scenes and yeah. they faked people. Yeah, they had to essentially make the the program to the, yeah to create yeah. like fake soldiers yeah yeah um but like you said i think sometimes in current i think that's one of the things about like spielberg stuff like i went back and watched jurassic park a couple years ago and like the movie still holds up because he works so well with his limitations mm-hmm. that um it doesn't it's not like independence day or some of these other movies that you go back and watch it and you're like oh my gosh the cgi is horrible the special effects is horrible. Like the dinos, the T Rex really did look like a T Rex, yeah. even though it was a, an animatronic T Rex. Yeah. So it's like when they cut to it, like it's still scary because it still looks like a real T Rex. Yeah. And then when the CGI parts happen, like you it's can all dark. Yeah, yeah, you can tell that they're fake, but it's not like horrible. Yeah. You know, like I mean, nowadays they would be they would look better, but yeah. it's not like as bad as you would think it would be. Yeah. You know, uh, for being a movie that was made in the early 90s yeah you know which like that's insane that it was that long ago and it's still you can watch it and be like yeah okay yeah you know yeah they there's real weight i mean we're talking about lady and the tramp you know we're talking about that where it's like the cgi dogs when they're running it just looks awful compared to like a giant dinosaur running yeah um because there's real weight behind like each step and whereas a lot of animation. I mean, it's just a made-up thing. Yeah. So there's no physical element to it. So, of course, the running of most animated things just don't seem right because there's no 
yeah metaphysics so well and even the animatronics like to create the like shaking i know we're supposed to be talking about same private right but <laughs> but the i think it's the level of detail he takes to sell things yeah um the cup uh where in the when yeah. the t-rex first comes out the cup like yeah, the, the water, water shakes yeah. in the cup well they had a really hard time the art department had a really hard time trying to figure out how to do that and not make it to where you could see it and so what they did is they hid a like a guitar string underneath the cup and would pluck the guitar string so that way it would vibrate underneath the cup and create that shake nice and it took them like forever to like figure out a way to do that <laughs> to where like you didn't see what they were doing yeah and it still created that like shake that you would get from a dinosaur yeah and it's like well that having that part come before seeing the dinosaur and then you see its head come down and you just see its eye, yeah. like that's what sells it. Yeah. And I feel like that's the same kind of stuff that he did in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. I was telling you and Allie about it off mic after we watched it, you know, that like the um, they created like a special camera to film all that D-Day stuff so it would mimic the way that their documentary cameras at that time actually looked like. So yeah. it would actually look like footage that we have all seen at some point in our lives on the History Channel or in classes or whatever of World War II footage. And then they also created a thing that would hit the side of the lens to sort of replicate machine gun fire. So that way, like, we felt this, like, subtle intensity of the yeah. machine gun yeah. being shot down at us. Um, and I think it's stuff like that yeah. that, like, really helps sell the fact that you're there in this moment because it's, like, even as the POV camera is going around, it's it's feeling this intensity and and vibe of like getting shot by a machine gun yeah yeah and i mean when people die i mean it really feels like people are dying yeah you know i think they that's sell the their deaths really well that to a point so, that they're now like parried parodied yeah like like now like we don't use squibs as much it really is like um just like all cgi yeah blood. And i remember watching this like viking movie a long time ago where it was like it was the first time they did like all CGI blood and it was supposed to be like super gory. Yeah. We watched it and it just looked terrible. You yeah. Know? And we're just like, this, I hope this isn't how. Yeah. You know, and they've done a better job, but there's still that sense of like you need that real like yeah. squib. Like when yeah. your body, when you see someone's body just blown and they <laughs> yeah. fall down, um, it's not CGI. It's, yeah. It's just the magnitude is, yeah. is strong. I think the best situation is combining. Yeah. practical with you know take a practical thing and then add to it yeah you know get the practical to where it does like 60 80 percent of the work and then finish it with cgi yeah i think that's the best way to go but i also understand why people don't do it because you know squibs it's like you get blood over all of yeah. the outfit they gotta go change yeah. you gotta wait you know so there's some element where it's definitely faster yeah. to just do it in post yeah. um the um other thing that i really liked about that d-day which again you're saying like I think one of the things I loved about Saving Private Ryan, and still love about Saving Private Ryan, is it it really does let you see the sacrifice that the that the soldiers paid yeah. to win the war. Um, and one of the best depictions of that is actually um, Tom Hanks' character. Yeah. And right off the bat, like when that bomb goes off on D-Day near him, he has that like moment where everything's like all the noise is gone, and he's kind of lost, and everything's kind of brighter. And then it like all comes like back, his, you know, all of his senses kind of come back and he has to then keep fighting. He's got his hand shake thing that he has throughout the whole movie. And it's like those little elements of like seeing like almost sort of the PTSD 
Yeah. Like, you know, elements that yeah. are like happening to them that like if they had survived, he would have this like handshake shaking yeah. problem for the rest of his life or he would have these moments of, you know, getting like, you know, a loud noise would kind of take him back, you know, and uh, getting to see that also develop in them throughout the movie also then makes you like better appreciate that it's more than just getting shot at. It's yeah. like the mental and emotional impact and like scars that they're taking yeah. too. Yeah, and I think the the choice of having Tom Hanks, like not only is Tom Hanks like one of our best living actors, but there's this like softness, especially in 98, he had done, I think like uh, same year he might have done uh, You've Got Mail. And so for a lot of America, he was the funny guy, so romantic. Yeah. Like he had done Forrest Gump recently. Yeah, too. and he had done like, like Philadelphia. 90s. So like we 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 see, but there is a softness oh, to Tom sure. Hanks, and and he does like when you find out he's a teacher, you're like, oh yeah, that yeah. totally makes sense. So I think having him as like this main like through his eyes, yeah, is really important because you could have had like the action like Clint Eastwood right. or something, and it's almost like. I'm impervious to all this. Right. But with Tom Hanks, he brings us this softness. A that, humanity. To a, a humanity, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That even the school teacher yeah. got drafted and yeah. is in fighting this war. Well, and even like uh, when he's cause watching it, I just didn't notice when I was younger, but watching it again, every time he's like kind of like quiet and not like engaging or anything, I'm like, this is very odd to see. Because Tom Hanks is usually very open as as Forrest Gump, yeah. you know, he's talking to a stranger. Yeah. Like he is always like, you watch it, you've got mail. He's the he's funny, the personable, ca- exactly charismatic. Person. Yeah, and so seeing this kind of almost guarded character, yeah. and then that's when about the halfway mark, they're towards kind of the end of the movie. Um, he kind of opens up and sh- shows them who he is, and then. That's when we kind of see a friendlier, softer side. Even yep. the fact when he's talking with Private Ryan. Yep. And um, yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes actually. Yeah. Man, when, when Matt Damon, who plays Private Ryan, is saying that he can't remember what his brother's faces look yeah. like, and then he like helps him. Yeah. Like, you know, he's like context. Well, you yeah, you gotta think of a, a context. You know, of like, and so then Private Ryan tells his story, and then he asks you know Tom Hanks about his story and yeah and then he's even like no nah, that one's that one's just for me you yeah know, like save that one just for me yeah so yeah I think um I think they couldn't have casted a better person they really for Tom have. Hanks yeah uh role um I think really across the board all the casting I like um I don't like Paul Giamatti <laughs> in the movie um I know that everybody else afterwards disagreed with me on that but I just uh, feel like he was too Paul Giamonti yeah. for that role. I, I would also carry that over to Ted Danson. Yeah, where it's like I love Ted Danson, but like he's just too recognizable. You yeah. know, when you see him, I'm not seeing anyone other than yeah. Ted. Yeah, and that's how I guess I feel about Paul Giamonti. Yeah. It's just like to me, it just doesn't feel like they just found another actual yeah. like unit of soldiers. It feels yeah. like they just found the guy from Cheers. Yeah, I mean, you know? like Vin Diesel. This is his like. One of his first roles, I think, because he said that it like changed his life forever, and he like works in this. Yeah, like that's the crazy thing. Ben Diesel fits in more than yeah. <laughs> Ted Danson and Paul Giamatti. Yeah. So I think um, it was just a weird choice. Even like Nathan Fillion, when you see him later, the guy from uh, uh, 
Uh, he's the first, like, Ryan, you know, they oh, see yeah. Yeah. Nathan Fielding. He's from, from Firefly. Firefly, yeah. And, like, you see him. He looks like a young t- uh, Tim Tebow, which is funny. <laughs> but uh, he kind of almost is kind of like, yeah, I've seen you. I know you as Firefly. Like, yeah. that's just yeah. what it is. So, or Yeah, it would have been nice. <laughs> I felt like his role, he was a little too old yeah. for the role. Like, yeah. for, like he did, like, it seemed like that guy should be like more like in his like like eighteen nineteen years old, yeah. and it's like that guy's like obviously in his twenties yeah. or thirties. Um, so I agree with that as well. Um, Matt Damon works better than I remember. Yeah, that's actually yeah. what I always think too when I get to that because I'm like, and I feel like that like Tom Hanks's role and Matt Damon's role. I mean, are like the two most important roles in the yeah. whole movie, and um, to cast those would be so hard. Yeah. Uh, just because it's like the whole time, it's like they're trying to find this Private Ryan and all of his, all of Tom Hanks's guys that are with him are all complaining about him. Yeah. And then everybody's talking about like, this guy better be worth it because we're losing. We're like, all these guys are dying just to save this guy. And why does he get to go home when we don't? And it's like, man, you are really setting it up to where like, if we as the audience don't like this guy, yeah, this movie is a flop. Yeah. And um, obviously, Matt Damon is a likable person. Uh, but like as an actor, it's like he's just got one of those auras kind of as an actor that you just like him. Uh, but then on top of that, like they wrote his character well yeah. to where like, um, you know, where like the, the fact that he chooses to stay, um, even the fact that like then afterwards, like he's like more funny and fun loving, you know, even him and his funny story about yeah. his brothers. Yeah. Um, you know, all of that like still kind of like makes it to where, at the end, you're like, oh, I actually like Saving yep. Private Ryan. Yeah. Even though throughout the whole first like three quarters of the movie, I'm kind of being persuaded to not like him. Yeah. You're like, what's this point? Let's talk about how the the shot when they're going to tell them tell the mother. Oh man, that's a great scene. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, we one... could, since it won best cinematography, we could talk about the cinematography yeah. a little bit. So obviously, the opening battle scene still. It's like probably the best yeah. of any war movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and what they were able to accomplish and the amount of work. I think they said it took them like 40 days to film that beach scene. I believe it. Um, and I know Spielberg loves practical effects. So, I mean, all those explosions and everything. I mean, it's just like great. You yeah, know? there's a scene they shoot one of the Germans and he's behind the the sand. It's when they're like at the bunker and they're kind of like looking yeah. around. Yeah. They shoot and it's just like, all this dust, yeah, <laughs> and then his body falls. I was like, that was a little, little much. But yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's a, that's a lot of dust. But yeah, I think they do a great job with that handheld feel. Yeah, the like the like kind of running the POV shots, yeah. even like um, the different times that they just do zoom in on close-ups, like the shots with Jackson, the sniper. Yeah, um, like whenever he's sniping. It's like it's super close and intimate on him. Yeah, I think one thing that they also do a good job of is like the sound gets quieter when they get closer to people, mm-hmm. and it gets louder when it's farther away. Um, and that's something that they do such a good job of using sound to help cinema the cinematography. Yeah, and they use the cinematography to help the sound. And it's like a lot of times you don't see those two working so seamlessly together. Yeah. Um, uh, from then on, then there's just a lot of like obviously like beautiful shots. One in particular. I know we both loved was this shot of when the um, mom receives really that whole sequence yeah. actually after D Day. Yeah. Then it cuts to 
the typing room where all the women are typing away all yeah. these letters, which that in and of itself, once again, like they're just constantly pushing. Like if there's like one theme, it is like like these people paid a huge sacrifice. Yeah. So you could be free. Yeah. What are you gonna do with your freedom? Yeah. And it's like you see this whole room of women just yeah. typing away with these stacks of paper next to them, and you know that that's all the letters being written yeah. to parents because their kids are dead, yeah, and uh, or their husband's dead or whatever, you know. And so it's like that alone yeah. is like a powerful image. The way they shot that scene, the typewriting scene, they had to have used a lot of influences from like the '50s movies and stuff because it it felt like even the fact that you know they walk up, you see the letters, she's looking at them, then she goes into the office. We're still outside looking at yeah, the office. I love that. Then it walks to the next room. You know, I love the fact that she walks through yeah. like half like once again like the way that he like almost kind of like a lot of wonders to a certain yeah. degree. I mean, he's editing them together, but it sort of feels like this like seamless shot, and the fact that we can't hear their dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see them interact and talk behind a closed door, which mm-hmm. is Brian Cranston of all things. Yeah, um, I didn't realize that until that you was pointed Brian that out. Uh, 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 no, the no, next he's, one is he's later. So they they, they go to the from one guy. office then to the next office, then they cut to like the leading off like the lead lead guy because she goes to like her like superior guy. He's yeah. looking at it. Then they go to like another guy. It's like an older guy. Yeah. He looks at it, and then they go to Brian Cranston. And then Brian Cranston and them go to like yeah. the admiral the, or yeah, the like general. Yeah, like the general, yeah. Yeah, the five-star yeah. like marshal. Yeah. One-armed uh, Brian Cranston. One-armed Brian bad. Cranston. <laughs> yeah, exactly, which is like obvious that his arm was just inside his jacket. Um, but I'm the one who can't knock. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the way that they edited that together, the lighting was beautiful. But the yep. way that like you don't hear anything until Brian Cranston. Yep. Um, and I love that because it's like you you know what's going on, but you don't know what's going on. And because obviously you know the premise of the movie and have seen the trailer, yep. you know what's going on. Um, but they still keep it like mysterious. Yeah. A big huge like plot point. Yeah. Where they are like all of a sudden deciding that they're gonna go get Private Ryan. And it's like you miss out on all of the dialogue and just have to interpret these people's yeah. actions yeah. and acting. Um, so what the reason? Because he was talking about uh, Abraham Lincoln. Well, so Gettysburg. The, yeah. So the whole reason is like they were just because out of um, you know they the lady only the mom only had four sons, and so because three of the brothers are dead, they're sending they're getting the one brother back and sending him back. Yeah. Now there was a real life story and they made a movie uh, back in like the fifties. Um, and it was all these brothers and they were on one ship together. Yep. And they all died. And they, after that happened, then they, they made split it. Them up. Yeah. Siblings can never be together. So same. Yeah. Right. So, cause I mean, that's, it'd be like if all everyone died. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. They used to let brothers all sign up and like serve together yeah. throughout history up to that point yeah and then yeah they were all on a ship together and they got hit by a submarine and the ship sank and everybody yeah. died yeah and including all the brothers so in like one swell swoop they lost their entire family so yeah. from then on you weren't allowed to sign up together um which now you can't actually get drafted if you're the only surviving like if if uh if you have like four brothers, uh, I think they actually won't draft the fourth brother gotta keep the generations going yeah, yeah kind of basically wow. yeah so um I'm not 100% positive on that, but I feel like I heard something like that back in the day when I was close to getting to the draft age and was well, worrying about that kind of stuff. You're, you're going to kill yourself. Yeah. 
<laughs> you got a knife ready? I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> got to take him out. Yeah. So now uh, we cut yeah, to a farm shot. scene. Yeah, so that shot. Yeah, yeah. there's this like, beautiful shot where this mom's working. She's cleaning yeah. the dishes. Beautiful, like, golden hour sun coming in on I mean, her. if I would make a Superman movie, that would be oh, quite good. Uh, yes, you know, exactly. it's like the idyllic, like, yeah. comic book. Yeah. Yeah. And but. you can, and you, they first start out with her banner that shows she has, like, four stars hanging outside her house on yeah. a little, like, on the little classic, like, Patriot banner of, of showing that, like, I have soldiers that are fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, you cut into her house. She's cooking. And you see through her window. Doing the dishes. She's yeah. doing the dishes. Yeah. You see through her window. The car coming yeah. down the driveway, this like gravel driveway, yeah. and like dust is coming up behind it as it drives, and I'm like just like it's like perfectly framed, yeah, to where it's. Like, I got goosebumps when I saw it. Yeah, where like she's standing in the perfect spot, the gravel road, yeah. and it like kind of wraps around in sort of a snake sort of form, and as it like snakes through, it like still stays like right in the middle of the window, yeah. um, and then, uh. She then goes. She opens the front door because they're coming out. Yeah, but at some point there's a reflection of the car still driving up. Oh, I know what it is. They look. They do a shot through the glass of her noticing the car. Mm. So they're outside the house shooting in at her, and on the reflection of the window, you see the car still yeah. driving up, and then it parks, Maybe. and then or or you see it still driving up, and then she walks outside. She whoever this lady is, she yeah. was a, a knockout actor. Yeah, like she like nailed that. No scene. lines, but the physical. Yeah, because she likes yeah. washing the dishes and she sees it and she like slowly puts the dishes down, yeah. puts her towel down as yeah. though she's like preparing herself. Yeah. You know, like, okay, I know what this is and yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to like take it with like, with my, um, almost like my, like dignity. Dignity, yeah. You know, and so then she watches, walks outside and she stands there very stiff and like dignified. And then they open the door and she like collapses on the ground. Yeah. And then they like walk up to her and like sit down on the steps next to her on the porch. And it's like, so it's like she's all dignified until they open the door and she knows. Yeah. And then it's like at that point, she's like, I can't hold it together. And she just falls. Yeah. And it's just like beautiful, beautiful scene. And they're shooting that even through, I think, the doorway. Yeah. The open door. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still like nicely framed and she's on the porch and the car pulls up. It's so dimensional. It's great. It's like, amazing. It's layered. It's it's a really what's that scene in my mind's eye I see it as black and white. I think it was just desaturated. No, it was, it was, yeah, it was just desaturated. Yeah. And so like that's just the power of it. Like yeah. it's almost just like just feels the burden of it. Yeah. Which again, it's like you see, you know. Right off the bat, it opens up at a grave at a cemetery where yeah. all these huge these you know looks like Arlington or right? just you know tombstones as far as your eye can see. This old man is walking through, getting choked up and tearful. His family is giving him space and is you know like worried about him as he's having emotions come back. Then They're like to, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> then it cuts to D Day. <laughs> You've seen all these people die. Yeah. You see people like their arms are blown off. At one point, Tom Hanks is trying to save a guy. Then a bomb goes off, and then he's just dragging like his arm. Yeah, yeah the yeah, the top of a body basically. Yeah. You know, you're seeing all these young guys dying. They're trying to save somebody, and then somebody shoots them. Yep. You know, it's like it's just death everywhere. Yeah. Then it cuts to the typewriter room where you see all these pe- women. You know, yeah. probably like. I don't know, 50 women yeah. or more typing away with stacks of, hey, your son or husband just died letters. Then it cuts to the mom getting that news. And it's just like almost like a straight like 30 minutes of just yeah. being like a lot of people died for you. Yeah. You know, and this yeah. is how they feel about it. Like the emotions of what it meant to these people to lose these people. Yeah. Uh, whether it was you, them dying themselves or somebody that they love dying. 
And so then it's like, and then at that point, then it's like, all right, now we're going to tell you the actual story of the movie. Yeah. Which is saving this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. which is kind of nuts that like you're probably like 30 minutes almost into the movie before like saving Private Ryan yeah. is even like mentioned. Yeah. Um, well, and we get like from his band that like D-Day is not their first stop. You know, like his, his yeah. right-hand man is putting a, a sand in it, dirt or whatever. Yeah. And you see Africa. You see all the Italy. places they been yeah and so like that just is another layer of like especially like no you know that was kind of towards the end of the war like right it was it's just like this tragic like we could get home we we're all trying to get home that's yeah. what we're trying to do yeah and uh spoiler alert pretty much all of them die <laughs> yeah only except for one. brooklyn yeah he's the um, only one that survives who that actor like if i ever see him in other stuff because he's in the holiday and I remember just being like, how did this guy get a job? Like, he's the most bland person ever. <laughs> like, he's good in Saving Private Ryan, but man, like, watch the holiday. You're like, this is, he should not have a job. He's <laughs> so bland. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, I mean, right off the bat, they just did the hardest thing they've ever had to do. I mean, they've been to Italy, Africa, all that stuff. This D-Day was just traumatic, and they yeah. lived, and they got through, and then now it's like, hey, you have to go save this guy yeah. who parachuted in, but he, and nobody knows where he yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. It's like we're all over the place. Yeah, and um, and so seeing the men go together, obviously the mistakes. Yeah, like they all work together, and so when Vin Diesel dies, you really feel it because, you know, he's yeah. This is a group of buddies that have been together for exactly. for the whole war. Yeah, um, yeah, and even even the way that. I think um, the other person who like really helps make the movie work is Tom Hanks' right hand guy. Yeah, like well, I, I'm not good with like uh, officer positions, uh, but Tom Hanks is a captain. Yeah, I don't know what comes after a captain. Sergeant, sergeant yeah, yeah, maybe yes. They do call him Sarge. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, his sergeant, um, because he like constantly sort of like asks the questions yeah. that the audience wants to ask. Yeah. Um, and like sort of brings up points that then Tom Hanks can answer. So, you know, when, when they get assigned to go find private Ryan, then the Sarge is like, they're taking your whole unit away. Yeah. You know? And then Tom Hanks is like, it wasn't my unit. It was the army's unit, you know? And so it's like he, Tom Hanks constantly kind of shows like, this is what we have to do. Yeah. And this is what we've been called upon to do. And we just need to do it. And he's kind of that constant sort of, he's, constantly sort of that reminder to everybody like this is our duty yeah. where everybody else is kind of questioning their yep. their mission Everyone questions. and questioning yeah. their duty and questioning each other and questioning and it's like Tom Hanks is like that sort of like staple um you know sort of like this is what we have to do yeah yeah Tom Sizemore yeah it is the sergeant um so it's Captain Miller Tom Hanks and then uh private is he um he's what? No, he's not. No, Tom Sizemore has been in like a ton of uh, Tarantino stuff. Okay. So I don't think he's acting anymore. Some bad things came up about oh. him. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, um, so yeah, so other things, the cinematography continues to be great. Yeah. I think the other the, thing. The scene where all the soldiers are, are marching and Tom's going to get his translator. Uh, and I mean, it's just like one take 
it feels like once you know he's yeah. going panning all the way across and he just it's such an epic shot yeah. and it's huge like this is the big scene yeah where you have i don't know how many extras hundreds uh, yeah. and hundreds of extras yeah. and yeah. you just, just see the coordination yeah, you see soldiers up. walking on the ridge Smoke, behind them yeah. people walking around people cooking grilling yeah people shaving in a tent nearby yeah. no totally and one of the things you know while the uh, the film festival had Mark, Max Martini come, who was um, the commander. When they find Saving Private yeah. Ryan, he's the commander that's like there in charge of of protecting this bridge. Yeah. And Max, when somebody asked uh, corporal, yeah. corporal, so somebody asked him, uh, you know what, what did you learn from like working with somebody like Spielberg on that movie that you then used on your movies as a director. And one of the things he mentioned was that Spielberg is just, he was like, Spielberg is so great at like layering mm-hmm. a shot, layering a scene to where there's all this stuff going on in a frame at the yeah. same time. And I thought when I watched that that shot that you're talking about, I was like, man, this is a perfect example of what he's talking about. Because yeah. there's so much going on that creates so much depth and like tells so much of a story. Yeah. Like the guy shaving yeah. like was just great. And the way that even like Tom Hanks looks over at the guys who are like eating this like roast beef sandwich and shaving he almost kind of looks at them with like a little bit of disdain yeah. because like they weren't there taking the beach yeah. and now they're just like sitting there eating and yeah. shaving and being like normal men almost and having sort of like a normal life and experience yeah. when he just had to like charge this beach with like gun shooting down on him and losing men and you know, and yet it was just like this slight subtle moment that, you know, it's like, it's almost yeah. like he, but then he just moves on, you know, but it's like, it tells a story all in and of its own. Yeah. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that I just love about this movie throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Um, once they start going on their mission, then they obviously go and see, they go start checking all these different areas and it's a bunch of bomb cities and, um, a crashed airplane. Yeah. Uh, I, I really love the scene where they get, uh, it's the, they're finding the dog tags. Yeah, that's and a great uh, you know they had just gone through a whole bunch of stuff. They've already lost a couple men, and um, yeah, and Vin they Diesel's just, died. Yeah, and so they just lay down like as all these soldiers are marching by, you know, and they have their cigars and yeah. their smoke. It's almost like a card game, and they're just yeah. like, ah, look, let's who can find Private Ryan fast, and they're just looking at all these dog tag, dog tags. And uh, it's the doctor, the medic, who's actually tending the people, who actually sees the humanity of the people. Yeah. You know, everyone else is just doing their own thing. Yeah. But the doctor, G- Giovanni Rivisi, um, and he- Phoebe's kind of, brother. Phoebe's brother. <laughs> and renowned Scientologist. Um, <laughs> and he was also the villain in Avatar. Oh, that's right. Anyways. Uh, the villain. <laughs> He wanted to get that unattainium. <laughs> unattainium. <laughs> Can't get over that. Uh, so, but like just that, it's just little things like that where, you yeah. know, you totally can relate to the soldiers that are exhausted and looking through a dog tag because you're like, this sucks. Well, we and, gotta... I mean, and Tom Hanks tells him, hey, look through these dog tags yeah. and see if he's dead. And even Don, Tom Hanks is doing it. Yeah. You know? and, and like, and like initially, like that would make sense. Yeah. You do need to look through it. But then they also like, are these guys who need to like blow off steam. Yeah. And yet they're also like looking through dead soldiers' yeah. dog tags. Yeah. So it's like as much as they need to be extremely reverent with it, they yeah. it's, and it slowly starts too. It's not like immediate. Yeah. That's the other thing with so many, you know, independent films or first-time filmmakers. It's like they would just immediately have these guys being crass and making jokes about the dog tags. But initially they're not like that. Initially they're just like, hey, 
you know, five bucks for whoever finds them first, you know, yeah. which is just like a eh, normal whatever, you know. And then they start going through them and through them. And after they've gone about 50 dog tags, that's when they start making jokes. Yeah. And, like, one guy, the dog tag has a bullet hole through it. And he's like, man, look at this poor sucker, you know? Like, yeah. You know, and then somebody else finds one. It's got blood all over it. And then, yeah. and then it, they start making jokes. And, yeah. And then the all the 101st Airborne yeah. are walking by them. And they and all like, look like boys. That's yeah. one thing I noticed is that they got, like, really young actors to yeah. be walking by. Where it's like all the other guys are old and, yeah. you know, they been doing this from the beginning these guys this is probably the first time they've yeah gone into war yeah and so they're not jaded jaded yeah and they're yeah. not seasoned they're yeah. they've not seen death and so experiencing this and yeah just and this almost ghost-like like zombie yeah. walk you know? yeah and i would say like i'm sure all those guys were professional actors but none of them were any like well-known no. actors the ones that are just walking by yeah. and um spielberg did a great job with like the casting of non- yeah. recognizable actors yeah. doing a great job acting. Yeah. Like all of those guys like give the perfect expression yeah. to where they cut to them and you're kind of even like sort of feeling the, the camaraderie and joking around yeah. as they're looking through these dog tags and then it cuts to the airmen watching as yeah. they're walking by and all of a sudden you're like, oh shoot, yeah. this is not cool. Yeah, This is so not cool. Well, and the reason it crashed was a general. I, I yeah. always forget that scene. Yeah, the they had like a five-star general or somebody, something big, they yeah, lots of star general. I don't know if it was five star exactly, but um, but they wanted to protect him, so they put a steel plate underneath on the bottom of the ship, so that way, like nobody could shoot through the bottom of the ship. But nobody told the pilot, and so when they released it, he was like, it was super heavy. Yeah, and he was like, I would have told him, like, we can't do that. We'll crash. Yeah, and he was he was on a glider, is what mm. it was, and so he had, was supposed to like glide it to the ground safely, and instead, he's like, we just fell like a freaking yeah like rock or yeah. something like that i don't remember what he said but he's like basically they crashed yeah and he was like i'm surprised that like anybody survived yeah you know and then the general like basically like a tree goes through him. yeah <laughs> so yeah, i think it's just kind of showing a little jab of the irony of the fact that the men who make choices rarely die or experience the brunt of it right and so the idea i know like eisenhower Eisenhower, like, he lived with this decision the rest of his life, and it was a terrible, horrible decision that he had to make, but it was this, Decision he had to Yeah, make. like, if yeah. we want to win, we gotta just throw everything we got. Yeah. And so, um, but just having that little moment is really interesting. Yeah. And I actually love, like, that brings up an interesting point. Once again, even as much as Spielberg layers his frames, he also layers his story so yeah. well. Like yeah. I said, like Tom Hanks looking over at the guy shaving while they're eating, yeah. while the, his other guys are eating roast beef sandwiches. It's like that told a story that had nothing to do with Saving Private Ryan, yeah. which is the main story. Yeah, It didn't have anything really even to do with like his PTSD and his own like sacrifice. Yeah. It was like this other story about how like in a war there's guys who are on the front lines and there's guys that aren't. And those guys even that aren't on the front lines don't appreciate the sacrifice the guys on the front line are making. Yeah. Um, and in the same way, it's like they also have like the moment where, you know, they kill two Germans that mm -hmm. have surrendered or later they're like, they shoot somebody and the, when they shoot the snipe, somebody that's like the sniper kills some guys at the beginning and he like falls, the German like falls down the cliff yeah. dead. Yeah. And then all the other guys stand up and just like, just Blast pepper him, him with yeah. yeah just pepper him to death with way more like he is obviously yeah, yeah. dead and they're just yeah. continuing to shoot him or moments where you know the germans are trying to run out of a trench and like 10 people come around the trench and just like 
just blast mercilessly yeah. blast him to death. Yeah, I mean, even the yeah the very first guy, like when they're in the trench, he stands up, he gets shot, and then like the other guys surrender. But yeah, there's the two. It's like, what yeah. did he say? You know, they're yelling at yeah. each other because they can't hear. Right. But you know, obviously, one guy was like, "What did they say?" And the other guy was like, "I don't know, whatever." Yeah, like, you know, look, I washed my hands. Yeah, yeah. for dinner. <laughs> I think that's what he said. Yeah. Which some of that I will say, like, uh, like. I like the fact that they show the fact that, like, in war, yeah. nobody's innocent. Yeah. Um, but I also was like, some of it seemed a little on the nose. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I washed, didn't wash yeah, my... Yeah, like, yeah. would they really say that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, and maybe historically they did, and they had proof that that's something that somebody would say along that lines. But, like, some of that, like, I feel like it would have been better if they just killed him. Yeah. You know, and like, they just, just, like, moved rage. on. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Um, you know, or like, what do you say? I don't know, but he's dead now. I have a controversial opinion. Oh, yeah? So the translator that they get, Yep. I have more empathy for him second time watching it because he's real green. Like when Hanks gets him, he just needs someone that can speak. And this guy clearly is like, I've never fought, never done anything. Yeah, he just needs a German translator. And so having someone in this group who is like kind of removed – Right. Like, he, I think, represents all of us. Yeah. I think that's yeah, the whole point. Yeah, because he was like, I haven't touched a gun since basic. Yeah. And so, like, the whole point is that, like, you know, we're watching it, and we, I think Spielberg is acknowledging the fact that, like, we as audience oftentimes put ourselves in the shoes of the heroes, and we're like, we're that guy. Right. When he's like, no. We're like, we're, we're Brooklyn or Jackson. Yeah, exactly. He's like, no, no, you're the translator. You're the typewriter. Yeah, guy. exactly. You are the guy. You don't know what these men have gone through. Yeah. And so when someone's getting murdered in the next room, you would like to think you'd run out there. But more than reality, you would be crying on the stairs. Yeah. Because that's just, yeah. we have, we, we, I mean, they asked of him to do something that like, I'd be like getting someone once again who had just not touched a gun since basic training. They're like, join SEAL 16, you yeah. know, SEAL Team 6. Like, it's just wild that like, yeah. they're expecting him to be more than he is. Yeah. And he did a lot of brave things, like running across on the fire. Right. You know, there's a lot of things that we discount him for because we think. And I think that's the just another brilliance of the director just being and bringing reverence to the message of the yeah. movie. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I've never thought of it that way, but you're right. That does actually give me more empathy for him. Yeah. Um, and even, yeah, you're right. And even he like, is like trying to understand like their brotherhood. Yeah. He even like comments on it. He makes comments like almost like civvies would where yeah. it's like, you know, like, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm writing a book about the brotherhood and bond that, yeah. you know, soldiers make together. And then they're, they all laugh at them because yeah. they're like, what? You know, like we're not brothers, you know, when clearly they are, Yeah, but it's almost like, don't try to pretend like you understand us yeah. when you haven't been us. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a great message to be made that yeah. like, not only should we honor their sacrifice, but we should honor the fact that like they've experienced something that we'll never relate to and we shouldn't pretend like we can. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, Tom Hanks, like that's the thing is Tom Hanks chose him. And in doing that, that guy chose to save the guy that killed Tom Hanks. So in that moment, Tom Hanks chose the person who essentially yeah. gets him killed. Yeah. And it's just like this really bittersweet thing that of all the people, 
that's this guy that he chose just yeah. kind of without even thinking. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, it's really, it's a thing that if you don't think about it, you know, it's it's good, compelling like that as a storyteller is we're to elaborate more on Spielberg's three-dimensional storytelling. Um, one aspect, there is that like, ah, I hate this guy. You know, you want to feel that in that moment. Yeah. But then as you get older, look, look at it again, you go, well, like, yes, this was awful. He could have run up there. But we don't know what it's like to be in paralyzing fear. Yeah. I mean, that's why it's paralyzing. Yeah. Like, fear so much that, like, you cannot, no matter the will, the strength, right. someone screaming in the next room, you can't move. Yep. And that's just heartbreaking. Like, yeah. it's really, really heartbreaking because he was, like, trying to help those guys, you know, Max Martini and, right. and uh, Adam Goldberg, uh, Goldberg, which is funny. That's the Adam Goldberg that in the Goldbergs, they keep making fun of him. Um, so, yeah, I just, it's, that's my controversial opinion. So. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's that controversial. Yeah. But I, but I, I know a lot of people like hate him. Yeah. And so, I mean, I definitely, every time I watch that scene, hate him because I'm like, just go up the stairs yeah. and help them. But I think you make a very yeah. good point. Like, I have more empathy for him than, say, than Private Ryan. Yeah. Because, like, he, was dragged into this. Yeah. Ryan had an option to get out, and he's like, no, I'm going to fight. Right. And then we see him later, like, crying, yeah. like, holding his, you know, yeah, like, his legs, and you're just like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wish they, that's one scene that I'm like, I wish they would have have not put that in there. I know that's to show that, like, all just, is lost. All is lost. Yeah. But um, I wish they, like, Brooklyn was still, like, holding it together. Yeah. And I feel like it would have done Saving Private Ryan. It would have helped out his character a little bit if, like, he had he was fighting till his last breath. Yeah. Versus like having like crying like a baby yeah. or crying like a child, you know. Um so uh Well, I mean it matches him when he's an old man. Because, <laughs> I mean when that later when he's an old man, you're just like, ooh, I don't like this. I <laughs> tell me I'm a good person. Tell me I don't like <laughs> Um one of the things I think he does a really good job, which obviously he had to because of the time frame, but I I would hate to see a version of this movie that did exist with CGI because I love the fact that they yeah. use real sets. Yeah. Um, and again, I asked Max Martini about the film a little bit afterwards, and he said that they, for the whole scene where they're actually with Saving Private Ryan, it was all shot on this, basically this like airport um, runway area. Mm-hmm. Um, and they built the whole yeah. area and shot around it, and you know, it was a real set. Um, and I'm sure they did that then for all the other areas as well. Um, that Max Martini wasn't in it, and it's and you can feel it, like yeah. you can feel that it's a real place, yeah. which I think is really cool. I was thinking that while watching it, I was like, I missed like, uh, is it Movie Maker? What was that uh, game that was like the same? Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah, film yeah. the movie yeah, star. What was that? Yeah, and um, great game. And they had, I remember, like you could have sets and yeah. stuff, and it was yeah. like the. Saving Private Ryan type, yeah. you know, city set. And I was just like, now it really would just be all green screen. Like they yeah, the might, game. Yeah, 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 and yeah, it'd just be like build a giant warehouse, build a giant warehouse. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, there's there is something about the movie, like even more so than like almost going on location. Yeah, like if there's different tiers, like going on location is like great like you want to go there but it's very rare that you're going to have a place like a destroyed city yeah. that is like 
that if I if we were able to film something, I'd be like, this is Hollywood. Yeah, you know, I I would really feel like we made it as Hollywood directors yeah. because if you had been able to build a set that was yeah. destroyed like that. Yeah, and... I mean, that's one of the things I loved about uh, Game of Thrones. Right, it's like they built the whole city there at yeah. the end and, and then blew it up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's the way it's even more crazy. Yeah. It's like they slowly destroyed their months and months and months of work. Yeah. Um. No, and it, it just I, there's nothing that beats a real place. Yeah. Physical, yeah. yeah. Um, so um, yeah, so I love that about the story. Um, so as far as things that we've can take away from uh, Saving Private Ryan, you know, is the is layering shots mm-hmm. from an art department standpoint and a cinematography standpoint, like layering the shots to where there's a lot of action going on, layering the story in the same way that it's they're layering these like little like subconscious stories, you know, of Tom Hanks looking at the guy shaving to even each of the individual guys that are going with Tom Hanks kind of have their own little mini story yeah. other than maybe the Sarge. Yeah. He's like the only one that you really don't learn much about, but like all the other guys you yeah. learn stuff about, you know, you learn that the medic, you know, like you hear his story about his mom and how like now that he's at war and he's not sure he'll ever see his mom again, he wishes that he had spent more time with yeah. her when he, he could. He would pretend he was asleep. Yeah. When she would come home and yeah. you, you, yeah. And I think, again, it's like they're all telling these different stories or, or sharing these different components, but there's always this, like, underlining story, this yeah. underlining storyline for each of these guys that they're not directly speaking to, yeah. but you know that that's what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, and, again, it's like that's the stuff you don't r- usually see from independent films or just even films in general. Yeah. Like, that's, I think, what makes a Spielberg movie so good a lot of times is the fact that, like, they're talking about one thing, but what they're really talking about is something much deeper and yeah. significant. Yeah. Um, so, like, I love that scene. That's probably one of my favorite scenes throughout the whole movie is when they're in this old chapel mm. at nighttime. Yeah. It's all candlelit. It's really beautifully shot. Tom Hanks is talking about his hand shaking, and the Sarge is asking him if he's okay. Then they're laughing for a little bit yeah. about some of these guys that they used to that like used to be in their units that's yeah. died since then, and this guy that used to walk around on his hands and how that was funny and you know, and then he's like you know I would I would give ten of you know I would give ten Private Ryan's yeah. for that guy to be back with us yeah you know and I would, and then you know he says one of my favorite lines of the whole movie which is kind of like the point yeah you know where he's like I don't know who this Ryan guy is but he better go home. And create a longer lasting light bulb yeah. or cure cancer, yeah. you know, or do some kind of impressive thing because, like, all of us are dying for him. So yeah. he better do something great with his life, which is obviously, again, like the message of the movie. Yeah. Um, to Turn where it. then, well, yeah, yeah, to where then later Tom Hanks says, earn this. Yeah. And then later his, uh, you know, the old man says, like, did I do it? Did I earn it? It's like it's all referencing back to that earlier part in the movie of. Yeah this guy better make this sacrifice worth it because if he goes home and just lives a normal life, it's not good enough. Yeah. Um, so I love that scene. And then they cut over to the other guys, you know, and they're all talking and hanging out, yeah. you know, um, and telling their stories about their, you know, back home and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. As he's writing the letter, because it been... was too bloody. Yeah. The, the death note, as I say, because each person who took that note died. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks included. It was Brooklyn at the very, very end that took it and was alive still. But, yeah. That is, yeah, it's uh, kind of the, the note of death. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Vin Diesel has written a letter to his dad. 
and he's like worried that it's got blood all over it and he wants the letter to get back to his dad. Um, everybody kind of has their own little mini yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when they lose the medic, Giovanni, I mean, that, that was hard because like they didn't know, you know, they're like, yeah. what are we doing? He's like, and that's when he's like, just give me morphine. Yeah. And it was that moment of like, he um, knows that he's dying. Yeah he's, yeah. he's dead. And then the fact that he told his story earlier of his mom. And then when he's dying, he's going, Mama, Mama. Yeah, yeah, Mama. Which yeah. is like perfect. And like a lot of times that would be yeah. really cheesy. Yeah. Right. But it's like, it's so delicately and like, and, and like he's done such a good job acting in that role yeah. all throughout the movie that yeah. like it, like it works. Yeah. You know? Well, and Spielberg took the thing that like we've all done as children. Like every single right. one of us has like, pretended we were asleep at one point. Right. And so he put it in a new context yeah. of you're right. alone in a chapel yeah. across the world. Yeah. And, it's like, and you're wishing that you had not done that. Yeah. And then he died. And then, the yeah. And then he's dying and he's doing what we've all also yeah. done. That Like when you hurt yourself, you want your mom as a little yeah. kid. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It was just throughout that whole thing. And then the scene where. He does finally, like Tom Hanks yeah. says, like tells that he was a school teacher and like yeah, yeah it's the breaking point of the the team and we were talking about this at, at lunch and we were saying that's, this is essentially what leadership is, you know. He brought out the wild card at the very end when when all hope was lost, you know, the fellowship was on the brink of a night, <laughs> yeah, on the edge of a blade, uh, and Brooklyn is about to go off. He's like, "Peace, I'm out of here." And Sarge just like pulls his gun on him. He's like, "I yeah. can't wait to kill you." And yeah. you know, it's just it's bad. And um, everybody's screaming. Yeah, and Tom Hanks is just, and the editing of that sequence is so great too because yeah. I mean it feels chaotic. Oh, it's chaotic. And then that's when the the translator guy's running. To dad, aka Tom Hanks, and yeah. like, are you gonna let something go? Yeah, you, you know, gotta do like, something. And then that's when he starts telling everyone what he did. He's like, I was a school teacher. I loved that line too, where he's like, "What's the what's the pool up to?" And they're like, "What?" And like everybody like yeah. stops, and they're like, "What?" Yeah. As like the sergeant is still like pointing his gun at Brooklyn, and they're all like so confused. Yeah. Like, why are you talking about the pool? Yeah. And then he's like, "What's the pool up to?" And he's like, "I don't know, like four hundred, five hundred bucks, or whatever, two hundred bucks, or you know." And then it's like. And then he's like, I was a school teacher. And it's like, oh, that's why you're yeah. bringing this up, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he essentially is just like, I, a, a teacher of all people, too, you know, yeah. like the one that's like, would have taught all these men that died. Yeah. Like, I think that's the thing is, as a goal, as a teacher, you want to hope that what you do impacts the future. Yeah. And so the reality, like, that would be the most depressing thing as a teacher, be like, all those years are wasted. Right, because well, and he says that he's a private Ryan. He's like, you know, Ryan's like, man, I was, I, I was a horrible student. I gave yeah. my teachers like so much, you know, hell. And and Tom Hanks's character is like, oh, we had like so, you know, I had a dozen students like you, you know, yeah. or hundreds of students like you. Um, and that's the idea is that yeah. like he could have taught Private Ryan, yeah. And now, you know, Private Ryan or all these guys that are in his command like are dying, yeah. And like you said, yeah, you as a teacher, you're hoping that you're investing in the future, and it's yeah. hard to invest in something that dies two years later. Yeah, yeah. And so after he says all that, he goes and he grabs the body and he's gonna yeah. put it in the grave. And just that act of leadership of being emotionally vulnerable, but then doing the action. Yeah. You know, I think that's the thing is having a clear vision, but also leading by example. Yeah. And Tom Hanks showed that in yeah. that moment. And so it was just a really, because no one talks and they just kind of yeah. do the right well, thing. Well, and then at the end, I mean, again, it's like it, like throughout the movie, the consistency of the message mm -hmm. that Spielberg is trying to make to the audience is, is perfect. It's yeah. consistent all the way through. And so, I mean, there at the end, he's like, I don't know who this 
Private Ryan is, and to be honest, I don't even care. But if getting Private Ryan earns me a trip back, earns me a ticket back on the boat home to where I can see my wife again, then I'll go yeah. get him. And you know, and basically he's like, I don't. I'm just trying to get home, yeah. guys. I'm, I'm trying to do I, what I got to do so I can get home. I'm sure, like. Spielberg didn't plan it. Maybe he did. I don't know. We give him more credit than he actually deserves. But even the fact that after he let go that German sh- soldier, he goes to a grave. Oh, interesting. You know, and then everyone who follows him essentially dies in the same order. And so, uh, except for Brooklyn's the very last one, and he's the one that actually lives. Yeah. And so I just, you know, I that could be nothing. That could just be me like projecting. But it's just little things like that yeah. where it's like. He lets the soldier go because it's the right thing to do, but then he goes to the grave. Yeah. Like, it's just, that's what killed him because it is that soldier that kills yeah. Tom Hanks. So. Yeah. 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 So, um, so cinematography is great. Editing's great. Yeah. Um, the final fight scene's awesome. Um, uh, I'd say, as far as like, it'd be interesting to hear what you think because you're, you're sometimes a little bit more critical than me in this area. But, um, <laughs> as far as it holding up to today's standards, there's definitely some like slightly cringe worthy things that happen. I think like how much the Jewish character, uh, the Jewish soldier, Adam like Goldberg, yeah. is really Adam Goldberg. Yeah, how like bl- how blatantly he is about his Jewish stuff. I'm like, I don't know if people really knew as mm-hmm. well at that point about all the Holocaust stuff. Yeah, it was a weird choice by Spielberg to have the Jewish guy just have this giant nose. <laughs> This jump, no. uh-huh. <laughs> a prosthetic giant nose. On <laughs> that is definitely not. The... <laughs> this is like a cartoon. <laughs> no, but like, like, like he kept pulling Jewish. out his yeah. uh, like cross of David and like showing it. Star to of David. The, yeah, Star of David. Yeah, not the cross. Cross. Uh-huh. Yeah, wrong, 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 wrong religion. Yeah. Uh, Star of David yeah. uh, and like showing it to the, the Germans, Germans and yep. like you know and saying like Jew and German to them and and being all like you know. Like yeah, because at that time, did Americans know that Nazis were really anti-Jewish? Uh, I mean, I think they knew that they were anti-Jewish in general, but I don't, I don't think they knew that they were in like concentration camps and everything. And if they yeah, did, yeah, because like, there was a, because that's right, because we had like a huge influx of Jewish refugees that came to yeah. America. Yeah, and we actually turned away. Well, yeah, so we have but I also don't think that like the standard soldier yeah. would have known. In the same way that, like, he's acting. Yeah. And I understand that, like, part of that was just, you know. uh, Yeah, we have to have something. Like, if you're going to have Nazis, it's almost synonymous. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, you have to show the rebuttal of that. And it's the, let me, as the Jewish character, you know, rub it in your face that I'm alive and you're a prisoner. Yeah. Um, But but that, I was like, that seems a little bit too on the nose for me personally at this point. Like, I would have made it a little bit more subtle. Yeah. it's, I think it's nice that they had a Jewish soldier in it. Yeah. But I was like him, like every chance he got, he would like push it in the German's yeah. face that he was Jewish. I, the only thing I could see is, is when he dies in such an excruciating, horrible way, it hits harder because like that's the worst ideal situation for him is that, you know, they were winning. They were beating all these Germans. He's showing off like we're stronger than you. Yeah. And in that moment, he's being stabbed to death by this Nazi. Like yeah. that's just like a nightmare. You know, I think yeah. as an audience, like yeah, you feel for him. We more. feel for that. And more. that was, and like I said, everybody kind of had their own little storyline, yeah. and that was his that he was the Jewish yeah. character. Um, and even to the degree that like after a lot of the battles, he's like 
emotionally spent. Yeah. And a lot of times, like, like he's crying after D-Day. Yeah. Um, you know, and so the fact that he dies in such a, like, painful, yeah. like, emotionally painful way yeah. where, like, this knife is slowly going in his chest. Even he's... begging at that point. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. yeah, begging for his life. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, that's obviously a good, a good sort of, it's not a good ending for him as a character, but it's a good for a story. Yeah. They, like, that's how we end yeah. him. Um, and then definitely some of their, like, more crass humor as soldiers definitely like was a little cringeworthy sitting yeah. there watching it um, now in today's age or air. Um, but that being hey, said, I think that World would... War II soldiers, you canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but I think at the same hand, like it's probably pretty accurate. Yeah. You know, it's like soldiers. Greatest generation, more like most problematic generation. <laughs> <laughs> more like uh, grossest generation. Uh, but no, I mean, I think yeah. I've never been around soldiers and then been clean. Yeah. I've, you know, like they're just, they are like more crass. Yeah, guys. I mean, it's it's the stripped away sense of humanity. I think yeah, is what we're yeah. seeing. Yeah, I mean, so. the whole idea of like cussing like a sailor and like all these things yeah. are like you know it's it's very appropriate that you know one of their stories is about you know some woman showing him her yeah. breast before yeah. he goes off to fight and you know or you know all yeah. this kind of stuff. You know, I think I think that like fits sort of the soldier narrative, um, but it's definitely something that I don't think would probably be done. Yeah. As easily nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I think soldiers, it's almost kind of this idea of like we, you either have like the super squeaky clean version. Yeah. Or it is like the, the super dirty version. version. Yeah. And the funny thing is, soldiers go and do the thing that unanimously, essentially around the world, we all consider the worst thing. Killing, killing someone, yeah, yeah. like that <laughs> yeah. is like, what is the worst thing? You know, like what is the worst law to break? Killing someone, yeah. murdering someone, yeah, and that's what soldiers do. And so we expect them to be like perfect and yeah. clean afterwards. Right. It's like, hey, you have to go do the worst thing ever, but you have to be morally upright. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like what? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? So, yeah, it's interesting. Like the, even their like foobar joke, like yeah. that wasn't like as funny. Yeah, as when I watched it as a younger kid yeah. just because I was like, really, FUBAR? You know, but at the same hand, I'm like, I feel like that's, yeah, uh, it, they, that might not be what soldiers now would say, but they say something similar to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other one that you and I kind of looked at and we're like, huh, uh, is when they're telling Private Ryan that his brothers have died and then they cut to the scene yes. of two guys on a bridge that are like kind of comical looking yeah. And it's like a guy comes up eating. He's like, "What's what's Private Ryan up to?" And he's like, "His brothers died." And he's like, "How many? All of them." And it's like we literally just heard all yeah. that information. Yeah. We don't that just yeah. There, there was, wasn't any gravitational emotional pull. Like yeah. the guy sh sure was like, "Oh," but like we could have seen that. Yeah, there was definitely moments where it had that like cutaway '90s humor. Yeah, that like really wasn't necessary. Yeah, where it's like this. Like I think now. That movie would not have some of those bigger names in it, like Paul Giamatti, yeah. and, you know, um, and some of those guys, and it would have more no-name actors in it, and it would be a little bit more dramatic. Yeah, yeah, like uh, even the scene where the guy's like ear from uh, Saving Private or uh, from Remember the Titans, you know, his like ears have, oh, yeah. you know, you can't hear, and he's like, what? and it's like it is kind of like a comedic moment yeah. after we just had this super serious, yeah. like, so. There is obviously either studio notes or Spielberg, once again, Spielberg knows, like, 
Because I think if you didn't have those moments where it kind of gave you a little bit of a break, yeah, you would just be destroyed. Like there are movies that like just right. are like we're like gonna be say, relentless, like running at full speed. <laughs> the first draft, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean there is the. I think he knows the orchestra of yeah. his audience. You know, he knows how to orchestrate the emotions, yeah. how to keep them engaged for the whole thing, right? Because it's kind of like you know, here's the exciting beginning, and then we're Slow it down, the right. beginning, you know, yeah. kind of sad point. And then yeah. at the end, he just really hammers it. Right. And then just a nice little ending. Ending. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, that old man at the end. I actually really like that part. I, I know, know you don't like it. I think it's great. And I only, I mean, maybe the old man and his wife could have acted better. Like, probably like the old man is like, as far as all the known name actors that are in it, he probably did like the worst out of everybody. Um, but I like the fact that he asked his wife, yeah, like if he earned it. Yeah, I know you don't. Yeah, I just I wanted do. her to be like, "No, you're a horrible person." <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> his children, technically. Yeah, exactly. Would he would be, be the, the okay greatest greatest generation. generation. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, it's, I, I like it I just mean, because I would yeah. ask Helen that. Yeah, I, I know I would just because it's like you're asking like your partner in life like yeah. am i good did yeah. i do like what this guy that i'm here to see yeah. asked me to do um so like was the was the delivery of it a little cringy yeah but like the message of that scene yeah like i would still put that scene in the movie yeah you know yeah yeah it's interesting um yeah i i mean it definitely is a good way to end it and then it ends with the american flag and yeah kind of i mean that's the last thing tom hanks character says is earn it earn yeah. this you know and then he dies and it's kind of this uh i mean that's he was so jaded for so long that i mean that, don't they even kind of say that when when he's putting on when he telling his men that he was a um, a teacher, teacher and stuff because he says for every person we kill we get farther away from home yeah yeah and so it's this idea of like are we even going to be who we are who when we, we are? get back exactly yeah so yeah it's, it was good Um, I love the sniper scene uh, that's yeah, always Jackson a, is my favorite character. It's great scene. I really loved when he's doing all the hand yes. motions and he's just like so super hardcore and I was yeah. like man that's my favorite he's just yeah. like Panther, panther, tiger, <laughs> you know, he's doing all that. Much. I was like, man, he really is going up there. But, yeah. Uh, I, I do think, that, like, throughout the whole movie, all the characters in the squad, the you know, in Tom Hanks's like, unit, they all, like, are consistent all the yeah. way through. They are their person all the way yeah. through, um, which I think is great. And yeah. because it doesn't, like, take a huge – it's only, like, over, like, a week span probably. So it's, like, if it was a whole war – yeah. If it was from beginning to end of the war, you would want to have like bigger character development yeah. and like transformation. Yeah, and if you want that, like do Band of Brothers. Yeah. Like we talked about that where Saving Pro Ryan is about as good as you're gonna get for a movie, um, for war, but like if you really want to dive into the whole series, like definitely Yeah. I mean Saving Pro Ryan is like a teaser, it's like an appetizer. Yeah. yeah for Band of Brothers, yeah. um, which, I mean, it was gone and produced by Spielberg and, and Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks yeah. um, and Stephen Ambrose, who wrote yeah. the book about... Um, and Jimmy Fallon's in that one, so yeah. you can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy how many people... Man, Spielberg is... Tom Hardy, isn't it? I young mean, young Tom Hardy. 
I mean, it's amazing how many um, Jane McAvoy too. How many people yeah. he has picked that really weren't actor, big yeah. actors at the time, and then they've gone on to do yeah. huge things. Yeah. I mean, I mean, all of those guys in his squad for the most part have gone on to be stars. Yeah. yeah I mean, I I feel like the person who's kind of taking the mantle now is like Nolan and stuff. Yeah. If you're in a Nolan movie, you kind of just blow up. Yeah. Because um, Spielberg is kind of, I think, gone back to keeping who he likes. Yeah. You know, he kind of is yeah. he's going with old player. He, he, Ready Player One, Ty Sheridan was kind of a new person for him, but yeah. Ty had already been in X-Men and kind yeah. of all these other movies and Mud. Um, so I I don't really see Spielberg, like, choosing new people, whereas, like, Dunkirk, those are, like, new faces. Yeah. You know, Christopher Nolan is starting to starting to be that guy being the yeah. star. So it's it's interesting just seeing where like he was at that time. Yeah. Spielberg and Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean that was at like the height yeah. of his um career, I think, you know, because I mean he had just I mean Laura Dern in Jurassic Park, had she done much before that? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh-huh. But I mean like an E. T. like a you know, Demi yeah. or uh, not Demi Moore. Um uh, uh Oh geez, what is her the yeah. little girl? And she, uh, <laughs> uh, Drew, Drew, Drew Barrymore. Barrymore, yeah. You know, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. was in one of his movies at the beginning. Speaking of, yeah, the guy, the alien E.T. Danny DeVito. Did you know that? <laughs> the E.T. is Danny DeVito. The E.T. Is Danny Wouldn't that be amazing if it yeah. was just him with like? It was. Just, he went on like a crazy uh, diet. <laughs> diet. Yeah. Yeah. Shaved off all his head. <laughs> It was really hard for him to get in that basket. Uh, but uh, so overall, yeah, I feel like uh, other lessons as we wrap this up. Um, yeah, just layering your story both from a cinematography, art department's direction, from a storytelling perspective, um, having these like overall like bigger narratives. Like the story is about saving Private Ryan. Yeah. I mean, they even say that in the log line, you know, this time the mission was a man. Yeah. Um, but it's not really about saving Private Ryan. No. The movie is really about the sacrifice. Yeah. And it's just depicted by them. He's taking this big concept of, of really like what we celebrate and remember on Veterans Day that yeah. people and Memorial Day that people have died and served for us so that way we can walk around free in America. Um, and it's taking that big concept and it's just bringing it down to like a personal level of yeah. one guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact that he's like the idyllic farm, you know, yeah. kind of, he was supposed to represent like America right. or just like yeah. Western Even the fact that his mom is a single mom, yeah. um, you know, somehow. I mean, they don't ever say why, but they never talk about his dad. Yeah. Um, and so it's like- Dad he, was a coward. <laughs> <laughs> but even, you know, that element that they show that like, uh, like if, if he had a dad at home, it doesn't make it as significant that he's going home. Yeah. But the fact that like mom is going to be all by herself with nobody there to take care of her when she gets older without private Ryan coming home, you know, yeah. it's like that element even again, like brings, m- makes us care about private Ryan yeah. more. Um, so again, I think that's probably like what Spielberg does such a good job with is like yeah. the subtleties. Yeah. You know? My, my question is what happened to ugly Betty who fell down the ugly, tree and hit every single branch on the way down 
Matt oh. Damon Private's like his oh, brother yes, was, yes. was making out with. That was actually one of the other ones that I was like, I don't know if this joke would really like fly as much. Like that was also like a cringeworthy, like would I, this still stand? I think it works. Like that's definitely like the way they like kind of describe brothers. Like I was yeah. like, yeah, that's kind of like. Well, the- and that was the thing I thought about too. I was like, none of these things do I feel like people don't actually, these yeah. are real conversations yeah. people would have. Yeah, and I think that's what's great about it is that it's not necessarily like funny to us. Like that, it just felt so genuine, and yeah. the fact that Damon is laughing at it more yeah. than like anyone else. Right. Like it's such a great like we are the greatest fans of our own stories. Right. And so seeing that is such a humanizing yeah. moment for him. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and man, he does a great job once again. That's when you fall in love with yeah. with Private Ryan because then. Then he like he's laughing and laughing and laughing after he's saying he can't remember their yeah. faces, and then he's like, "That was it. That was the last night that we were all together." And yeah. then you're like, "Oh, yeah, man, yeah. crap." It hits harder. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, because it's like all of a sudden he's he's at like the peak of joy. Yeah, uh, and I love the the whole sequence. That's probably my second favorite scene. Is yeah, because then like the other guys are listening to this like woman singing like opera, opera in French, yeah. and the guys. The interpreter is like finally kind of like everybody's listening to him yeah. as they're like, "What did she say? What did he? What did she just say there? You know?" And she said that before, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's the chorus." And he's like repeating the lines, and you're realizing that like, even though these guys are yeah. these hardened killers, yeah, uh, that you know yell at each other and almost shot each other, you know, a few scenes earlier, yeah. and like know all these you know commands and tactics and hand signals, and you know, and it's like they're they're these rough tough soldiers. Yeah. They're also like inside. Like love art and yeah. love beautiful music and love well, beauty, think about and, it. you know, and desire to do other things than yeah. shoot each other. I mean, Damon is telling the story of brothers like nearly killing each other, and we're seeing the guys who nearly killed each other. Yeah, you know, Damon is telling it while the youngest of the interpreters is talking. You know, that yeah. parallel of like the brotherhood. You know, yeah. it's just this really beautiful moment yeah. of like. Man, Spielberg, you get it. Like he just yeah. knows how, and without even like, if you didn't deep dive deep into it, you just be like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. But it's that kind of that was the last time I saw them, and then most of those guys die. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's just this tragic moment. Yeah, of, I mean, that's the last moment those guys all have together yeah. listening to that music. Yeah, um, yeah. So again, and then practical effects, like the more that you can do practical effects yeah. with real sets, like even the practical effects of like, I, I mean the they have these sticky bombs. I mean, that final fight is also really good. Almost as, yeah. not D-Day's the best, but then that last yeah. fight where they're fighting against trying to save this bridge is, like, amazing. Yeah. And, like, when the sticky bomb guy likes it too soon and then just blows up <laughs> right next to the tank, like, yeah. I still was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. that, that is, is intense. That one's always a big one. A uh, shout-out to the guy on the tank who is clearly a dummy because, like, when uh, they shoot at all the people on the tank, he just doesn't move at all. <laughs> and his, like, head gets blown off and his body gets... Uh, like, uh, everyone else jumps off, you know, but he just, like, <laughs> standing's completely still. It's like, oh, that's definitely a dummy. They just, like, tore to shreds. <laughs> I just thought that was really fun. I was like, if you hear, like, gun, like, you are, like, running. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're not just... Yeah. Um, so yeah, they do such a great job yeah. of like blowing people's arms off and legs off and heads yeah. off, where you're just like, where like you're regularly like, oh my god, yeah. you know, like that. Jeez, Louise, yeah. you know, like that was intense. So I think that um, is another element that like, the more real you can make stuff, the better. Um, one interesting story I heard um, about Tom Hanks, uh, an article I was reading about um, with 
somebody reviewing um the good neighbor or um yeah mr Roger, beautiful yeah. day in the neighborhood yeah beautiful day in the neighborhood um uh supposedly you know they they made tom hanks and his squad of guys uh all go through a one week um boot camp where they had to like crawl around the mud and shoot guns and like you know be like a military yeah. boot camp well after the first day all the guys wanted to quit except for tom hanks I mean, and Tom Hanks wasn't enjoying it either. Yeah. But he was like, "If this is what they asked us to do, then this is what we're going to do." And so he was like, "I'll I'll keep doing it even if everybody else wants to leave." And then everybody else stayed because Tom Hanks was going to stay. Yeah. The more I listen to this stuff, I was like, "Man, Tom Hanks is the best." Because like I heard Kevin Bacon was talking about uh, when they did Apollo uh, 13. thirteen, and how like Bill Paxton and Tom Hanks were like, you know, Von Howard had talked on the phone with Spielberg, and Spielberg was like film everything in that zero gravity plane. plane. I mean, and they can only be out there 90 seconds at a time, so they did hundreds, hundreds of times. Yeah. And, like, you get sick. Like, you have to take nausea medicine and all that stuff. And, like, and Kevin Bacon's like, no way, I don't want to do this at all. Tom Hanks is like, let's do it. You know, <laughs> and, he, and he was the one, and Bill Paxton's like, yeah, man, like, I can't wait to do this. Let's do it, brother. And so it's just, like, Stories like that, where it's like all these actors who are getting paid millions of dollars, are like oh, I don't want to do this. I don't yeah, wanna, you know, it's just like, come on, like it's yeah. just it wins. Yeah, right. And Tom Cruise falls in that category too, where it's like people who, even though another yeah. obviously starlet of of uh, Scientology, <laughs> uh, but it's like you know he, people who are passionate about filmmaking, yeah. and are also actors. It's like you have Bruce Willis who's like, I don't even like this crap. Yeah. I'm going to do the least amount of scenes possible, but you got to pay me a million dollars a day. It's like, pff, you don't even deserve that. Yeah. You know, but you hear stories of Tom Hanks and other people where it's like, it's one week of basic camp, yeah. of basic training guys. I think you can handle yeah. it. Like the actual soldiers go and do yeah. it for months. If Tom Hanks you know? or Tom Cruise at this point is jumping out of a halo, which is like almost above gravitational pull, of, you know, like yeah. it's just a little bit above. He does that like he did that scene like fifty times. Yeah, he jumped out. He just kept yeah. doing it until they got perfect. I was like, if this guy in his fifties is doing that, then you youngins can yeah. can yeah. do it. Like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, and you kind of see that now. I mean, it's like the you know you take one of those guys, Vin Diesel, and now he has all these things in his contract about how he can't lose fights and all this kind of. I mean, stuff. that was the whole and thing like, with him and The Rock. Why yeah. they hate each other? Because The Rock was like, you you're so weak. He's like, you don't want to do any like stunts. You don't want to, yeah. do, you know, call him a candy butt. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but yeah. I mean, you see some of that stuff, and it's kind of makes sense that some of those guys are gonna like cop out yeah. on some of that. And Tom Hanks is like, nah, we're gonna yeah. do it. So, anyways, I think that's cool about him. That yeah, he was it will to do forever that. be in Tom Hanks' top five. Oh, for sure. Movies, you know, I think it, it was definitely kind of the heyday of his too, like <sighs> Forrest Gump. Saving Private Ryan, yeah. Apollo 13, yeah. like all of those were coming out in that 90s era. Uh, even You've Got Mail. I mean, yeah. uh, You've Got Mail is out there with his romantic comedies. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so anyways, uh, I'm glad that you s still liked it after yeah. seeing it 10 years later. Um, and I'm glad we got to watch it on the big screen together. Yep. And um, I hope that um, maybe we've encouraged you guys to all go watch my favorite movie of all time, Saving Private Ryan. And hey... Ryan? Yeah. I hope you save your private. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Earn this. Got him. Earn this. All right. Till next week. Bye. Bye.
This has been a Studio Red production. For more, go to studioredmedia.com. Редактор субтитров А.Семкин Корректор А.Егорова